We are on page 76 in the Feldheim edition of the Sefer HaKuzari. The Chaver was telling the Melech Kuzar that Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest of the Jewish Nevi'im, the one through whom HaKadosh Baruch Hu communicated the Torah, was at a level above a regular human being. HaKadosh Baruch Hu elevated him. In his words, on page 74, he was an Adam Shiavo Ba'esh Velo Yuzakbo, he went through fire unscathed. He went without food and didn't starve. He had a certain radiance and bright aura. And he then left the Jewish people with a Torah that had very detailed account of Jewish history and world history. Amara Kuzari, Memches, page 76, Zehaprat, the detailed narration of history. In your Torah, it removes suspicion of falsification or mass conspiracy. And this is one of the Yisodos of the Sefer Kuzari that it is reasonable to believe that Torah is divine and that there's so many things that make it unreasonable to assume that there was any kind of conspiracy or anything, any shady business going on, that the Torah is something that must be divine. He says, Let's say a group gets together and they want to make up history. They want to get together and say, you know, 500 years ago, something happened that didn't happen. It's very hard to get people together to agree on a lie. Number one, it's hard to get them to all agree on all the, all the facts to be consistent in the way they tell the story and to get other people to buy into it. It would be very difficult to get even 10 people to conspire together to falsify a date like the date of the creation of the world or what happened to be passed on to their children without the collaboration ending in confusion. What would happen? Eventually the lie would be exposed. At the very least, anyone who would try to substantiate the lie would be disproved. And if this applies to just 10 people, he says, Kol hamonim rabim, how much more does it apply to a huge group of people trying to pass on a date to their children a lie about what happened before to an entire generation of people? Imagine if they're trying to falsify what happened just 500 years ago or 1,000 years ago. So he says, when Moshe Rabbeinu came and said and presented history, a lot of what he was presenting did not happen so long ago. Memtes, Amar HaChaber. Aval Avram Avinu Palaga. The rabbi continues the thought. He thinks this is a very good line of reasoning. And he says, and think about it. Avram Avinu was part of the Dora Palaga. He was part of the generation of dispersion. He was called Ivri because he remained with the language of his grandfather, Ever. Ivri comes from Lashon Ever. Chazal understand he was called Avraham Ivri because he was on the other side of the world. He was against the world. The Sefer Kuzari says the simple explanation is he continued the language of his grandfather, Ever. Moshe Rabbeinu comes 400 years later, Moshe 
Baseres Hadvarim. So he says, Moshe lived just 400 years later. By then, the world was filled with scientific wisdom. Egypt, interestingly enough, was known for many scientific advancements. He came to Paro and the wise men of Egypt. Even the wise men of Israel scrutinized Moshe because they were not completely convinced that Hashem would communicate with man. Only after they heard Hashem's voice at the giving of the Ten Commandments. Although the Sefer HaKuzari points to miracles that surrounded Moshe Rabbeinu, the reason that we must believe in Moshe was because of Har Sinai, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed the Jewish people that he communicates through Moshe Rabbeinu. The Jewish people believed in Moshe. They were skeptical. Even the Jewish people, and certainly the Mitzrim, were skeptical, but he convinced them. They didn't just trust him because he was able to do magic. Eventually, these types of, of false signs don't hold up. God's handiwork, on the other hand, does, does withstand scrutiny since it's like pure gold, which only gets stronger after going through the cauldron. He says, how would, the, the Torah provides a history of the world, saying that everybody was speaking one language into the, until the Dor HaPalaga. This was not so long before. How would everybody have just accepted this unless it was true? How can one think that the wise people of the time could be deluded into thinking that just 500 years previously, the only language spoken was Aver's language, Hebrew, and that in the generation of Peleg, Aver's son, all the other languages cropped up in Babylon, and that one nation descends from Noach's son Yafas, another from Noach's son Shem, another from Noach's son Ham, and their respective lands were such and such, is it possible that someone today could attempt to pass off lies to us about well-known nations inventing things about their history and language that related to the last 500 years? Amar Kuzari, Os Nun, number 50, Zelo Yitachen, Ve'ech Yitachen, Zavanachnu Motsim Achachmos Bechsav Yidei Mechabreya Mechamesh Meoshana, Udvar Mi Shahaya Chamesh Meoshana, Lo Yavar Akadav Higaloso Kuma Yechazim Balashonos Vaksivos. Says the Melech Kuzari, agree, it would be impossible. He says, we have books today that were written 500 years ago, and it's very hard to propagate a lie about what happened 500 years before. The rabbi said, I agree. And how is it that no one disputed Moshe's historical account? He's trying to set up that Moshe Rabbeinu was trusted. And the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu, who he was, the information he had, was something that people trusted. He says, yes, this point is ironclad. It's accepted. It's reasonable. The Chaver says, let me present another point. Do you believe that all languages have always existed? The Kuzari said, of course not. Each language began at some point in history. There had to be some kind of mass consensus to create a language. The rabbi said, okay, that sounds logical, but have you ever heard of people inventing, creating? A new language. Turn to page 80. Nun vav amar kozari lo raisi lo shamati in safek she'egiu elav 
Kuzuri said, no, I have not. Obviously, then, when different languages began, it was at a time when there weren't any different languages among the nations. Everyone must have been speaking one language before that point. There had to have been a time where, according to the Kuzari, a specific nation decided to develop their own language. So he's trying to show that there was a beginning to the world and that everybody used to agree at a certain point in time. And one of the, the best proofs for that is that everybody agrees to the seven-day week. He says, how could somebody just make up that we will now accept a seven-day week? And it would be accepted universally throughout the world from the easternmost to the westernmost nations, without any initial collaboration, without ever starting at, at one place. And again, what he's trying to show is not only the accuracy of the Torah, but the fact that the world was created and that it had a starting point. And that's why there are many things that are agreed upon in the world, that everybody, doesn't matter where you are, you agree to. Nun ches, lo it's very hard to imagine that all nations got together, that the UN got together to agree on a seven-day week. They can't agree on most things. Imagine trying to agree on that unless it started from a place where everybody just knew it. We will stop here and continue tomorrow on page 81.